Hi there to all of you. I surely am glad you're back. Can you believe we're at lesson 181 already? What has happened to this year? Now, this is the first time in the book that there has been an introduction to a group of lessons. We had, of course, an introduction in the beginning, and we've had several reviews, but now there is an introduction to these lessons, as if we're now embarking on a new level of things. And so it says to us, our next few lessons are going to make a special point of firming up your willingness to make your weak commitment strong and the scattered goals blending into one single intent. We're not asked for total dedication yet, but we're just asked to practice now in order to attain this peace of mind that a unified commitment will bestow, if only intermittently. You see, now we don't have a unified commitment. We're sort of committed to this, but we're also committed to a lot of getting our way or trying to fix the world. So it's this experiencing that's going to make it sure that you're going to give ultimately total willingness to following the way this course sets forth, finding those blocks and letting them go. And so now it discusses this in this next paragraph. Our lessons now are geared specifically to widening horizons, clearing our minds, and direct approaches to the special blocks that keep our vision narrow and too limited to let us see the value of wanting to see innocence. This means we're now going to spend more attention trying to find our particular guilt and our specific defenses and our specific survival programming and conditioning. Those are the blocks. So now we're going to attempt to lift these blocks, to discard these blocks, however briefly. And words alone cannot convey the sense of liberation that all of this lifting or letting go brings. But the experience of freedom and of peace that comes as we give up our little tight control of trying to be safe, trying to be successful, trying to get what we want, will speak for itself. Then, motivation will be so intensified that words are of little consequence, because then we are sure of what we want and also what we don't, what is valueless. And so we're going to start our journey beyond words by concentrating first on what impedes our progress, the things that still block us. So experience of what exists beyond defensiveness remains also beyond achievement while it's denied. It might be there, but you can't accept its presence. You might say, I sure wish I had a gorgeous yard, and you do, but the drapes are pulled across the window and you do not know it's there. So we are now going to attempt to go past all defenses for a little while each day. No more than that is asked because no more than that is needed. It's going to be enough to guarantee the rest will come. Okay, here we now begin lesson 181. I trust my brothers who are one with me. Trusting your brothers, trusting one another, is essential to establishing and holding up your faith in your ability to transcend doubt, go beyond doubt, and that lack of conviction in yourself. Now, when you attack a brother, someone else, 
That means you're paying attention primarily to the actions and the words of the body. You proclaim that he is limited by this perception of him. You don't look beyond his errors. Rather, they're magnified. They become blocks to your awareness of this beautiful self that lies beyond your own mistakes and past his as well. Remember, we see the same thing in both of us, all of us, all the time. I can't see goodness in me and sin in him or vice versa. Now, perception has a focus, and it's this that gives consistency to what we see. You've heard about the glass half empty or the glass half full example. You see things either negatively or positively. You've probably seen those paintings or the pictures where you have the same lines, of course, in the picture. And if you look one way, you could see a beautiful young girl. And if you just kind of shift your focus, you see an old witch instead. Same lines drawn on the page, but the picture that emerges for you will be different. So it goes on to say, just change your focus of how you choose to perceive and what you behold is going to change accordingly. Your vision is now going to shift to give support to the intent that's replaced the one you held before, either innocence or lack thereof. So remove your focus on your brother's sins and you will experience the peace that comes from faith in his innocence. This faith receives its only sure support from what you see in others past their sins when you see the good in them. Because their mistakes, if that's what you're going to focus on, are going to be witnesses to the sins, the crimes in you. And you will not transcend this sight and see the sinlessness that lies beyond. You won't see the good in yourself or them. So therefore, in practicing today, we're going to let all these little focuses give way to our great need to let our innocence, the fact that we have never ruined ourselves, become apparent. So we're going to instruct our minds that this is what we seek and only this just for a little while. Now here, it's very specific. Forget about future goals. Forget about what happened an instant previous to this. That is of no concern to us. We're now focusing on innocence and nothing else, and we look for it only now. And then it's very clear that a major hazard to our success has been our involvement with past and future goals. We've been quite preoccupied with how extremely different these goals are from anything that we've ever held before. And we've also been dismayed by the depressing and restrictive thought that even if we succeed for a moment, we'll lose our way again. Who cares? How can this matter? The past is gone. The future's only imagined. These concerns are defenses against changing your mind and the focus of your perception right now and nothing more. There's a place in the text where it says, future loss is not your fear, but present joining is your dread. We're afraid of changing our focus. And it says, okay, forget about that for the past or the future. Lay these pointless limitations by. We don't care about past beliefs or what happens next. We're going to enter into this practice with one intent, 
to look upon the innocence within now. And we recognize we have lost our goal if anger blocks our way in any form. Or if a brother's sins or all the things he's done wrong occur to us, that narrowed focus, that looking at the old witch in the picture (laughs) will restrict our sight and turn our eyes upon our own mistakes that now we're going to magnify and call our sins. So, okay, just for a little while, forget about past or future. In case these blocks arise, we're going to transcend them with instructions to change our focus now. I don't want to look at this. Now I want to trust my brothers who are one with me. And we are also going to use this thought to keep us safe throughout the day. So we're not seeking for long-range goals. This is a very in-the-moment practice. We just want to see the goodness in everything. And as each obstruction seems to block the vision of our sinlessness, of our innocence, in other words, if we just are back to seeing guilt and error, we just ask for surcease. That means we just want it to stop for an instant. We just want this misery that the focus upon sin will bring and uncorrected will remain, just for now, just for right this moment. And we don't ask for fantasies because what we seek to look upon is really here. And as our focus goes beyond mistakes, we will begin more and more to see a holy, innocent world. When seeing this is all we want to see, when this is all we seek for in the name of true, loving perception, then the eyes of Christ inevitably are ours. And finally, the love he feels for us becomes our own as well. And this will become the only thing we see reflected in the world. Remember, it's a mirror and in ourselves. And this is not just what we see in terms of form. This is how we feel. So the world, that very faithful mirror that once proclaimed our sins becomes the proof that we are innocent. This is what's here now. And our love for everyone we look upon attests to our remembrance, finally our recognition of this holy one self that knows no sin, never could conceive of anything without its innocence. And we seek for this remembrance as we turn our minds to practicing today, looking not backwards, not forwards, straight into this present moment. And we give our trust to the experience we ask for now. Our innocence is the will of God. Remember, the will of God is what has been created. So our innocence is the only creation there is. And this instant is our will one with his. Very, very beautiful, big, important lesson. Forget about the past. Forget about the future. Only now look for innocence in yourself and everyone else and have a beautiful day as you practice this. I sure look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Bye.